Hello and welcome to Pause Pop, positively pop culture, where we talk about things we love enthusiastically and without guilt. I'm KW Taylor. And I'm Carrie Gessner. And this week we're talking about the Showtime series Yellow Jackets, the Netflix series Stay Close, and each of us are going to discuss a random pop culture hobby we have. Yes. Maybe hobby is like a little bit of an oversell, maybe like interest <laughs> or thing. I don't know. It's yeah. Like, it's a grab bag. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it was hard to put those together, but you'll find out what, we're, what we mean in yeah. like maybe 20 minutes or so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But first, you are super into Yellow Jackets, this new show, and I've heard lots of people talking about it, but I haven't watched it. So tell me all about why you like it so much. Okay. You would love this. <laughs> okay. It is in your wheelhouse. It is up your alley. It is like, I'm so both sad that you haven't started it yet, but also excited for you when you do <laughs> get to it. I think it's... Okay. it's really really worth it okay without overselling it because watch watch and you'll be like oh this is just okay but no <laughs> it's it's fantastic you know how we saw the wilds mm -hmm. we both watched the wilds on amazon prime yeah yeah and that was about a group of girls who teen girls in a plane crash they're stranded and it all gets very upsetting and and weird so that is the same premise <laughs> okay. as yellow jackets so it's it's the teen lost, it's the teen Lord of the Flies, but with girls. So basically, but in terms of tone, it's very different from mm. the Wilds and even Lost and all of this. So if you're if you're already like, oh, this sounds derivative, it's actually like the way they do it and what they do with the premise is very unique. And it did pull me in in ways that the Wilds, while I was really compelled by it, it's in my opinion, it's better than the Wilds. And it's just it's kind of its own thing. So basically, this girls soccer team at a high school in New Jersey in 1996, they're they made it to state, they're gonna they made it through regionals, and they're gonna go to nationals. So it's this team is really, really good. Okay, they take a private plane from New Jersey to Seattle. And the plane crashes in the wilderness of Canada. Oh, so kind of eastern canada mountainous forest region not an island but it is completely desolate and isolated and they have some resources but not a super ton but because it's not an island there is the sense of like we're, we're not that far from a place like we should be able to get home but note mm -hmm. that this is 1996 so there's no cell phones there's no gps oh, there's nothing like that so they're limited by yeah. the, you know, technology of the time and the desolation of the wilderness. Wow. It goes back and forth from that time period to the present day. And four of these women have survived and they are now adults. And we see them in their present day lives. And there are mysterious things going on with them now that had some bearing on what happened to them when they were in this crash. And we know that at least four of them survived. There were 19 people on this plane to begin with. And we don't know if more people have survived. Okay. But we know that at least these four are alive. And the present day people... And so it's interesting that we see several of these characters, both as a 16 or so year old and as an adult. Yeah. So our our main character is Shauna. 
who is played in the past by Sophie Nellis and in the present by Melanie Linsky, who is incredible. Yeah. Yes. She's amazing. In high school, she was like the best friend of the most popular girl, but she was a little more edgy herself. And there's this weird kind of tension between them. In the present, she's a stay-at-home mom whose teenage daughter is kind of a jerk and her husband is kind of checked out. And so she's not very satisfied in her life. Mm. She feels like she missed out on kind of the end of her teen years and didn't reach her potential, partially because of this crash and the trauma that was experienced during it. So she makes some randomly weird choices at times and does some things that seem like kind of upsetting. And it just like, so if you want to see a stay-at-home mom kind of slowly crack (laughs) (laughs) under the pressure of some things that are kind of coming to a head with, it's going to be the 25th class reunion coming up. And so I think there's some things that are coming to the forefront for her that are giving her this crisis. Then we have Thaisa, who is played in the past by Jasmine Savoy Brown, and in the present is played by Tawny Cypress. And in the present, she's running for state senate. Oh, wow. She's an out lesbian married to another woman. They have a son together. Um, Her son is starting to get creepy and weird and says weird things like, there's a woman in the trees that watches me at night. And like, (laughs) that's not great. And so her wife is like, maybe don't be running for Senate right now. And she's like, it's cool. But there's like, (laughs) it's clear she's put some kind of pressure on herself because she, you know, is trying to push this trauma away. And then Mm -hmm. she also keeps getting attacked in the media by her opponent for what might have happened in her time in the wilderness like there's a lot of like implications and things that things were sketchy then she won't talk about them Mm -hmm. the team captain of the soccer team is this girl jackie and she's played by ella purnell and that's she's only playing her as a teen we do not know what happened to her and she has been this like rallying force for the team but once they crash she kind of checks out and doesn't really she has a lot of trouble participating and being contribu- a, a contributor to the cause of survival. Okay. She seems a little princessy and kind of is struggling with all of that. And there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of tension between her and Shauna, her best friend. Natalie is played in the past by Sophie Thatcher and in the present by Juliet Lewis. Okay. And she's like a little goth punk burnout in both the past and the present. <laughs> The thing that's amazing is Juliet Lewis has a very distinctive voice and Sophie Thatcher as her teen version has like nailed it. And <laughs> nice. Sophie Thatcher is also now on the Book of Boba Fett on Disney Plus. So she's really oh, okay. kind of blowing up. And um, cool. Natalie is kind of relatable in some of her like, like she's troubled. She's like the one who listens to the good music, but she's also like in the present. She's been in and out of rehab and it's kind of sad, uh, but she's also very practical and she just is does not take any guff from anybody she's just like she'll just say blunt things to people and it's kind of satisfying (laughs) at times so so i appreciate her and then there's misty who in the past is played by sammy hanratty and in the present is played by christina ricci and she is a creepy little girl (laughs) she has these huge glasses And she's taken the Red Cross babysitting class four times. So she's the medical expert. And in the present, she's a nurse at a um, elder care facility. But she's clearly kind of Munchausen-y and Mm. very, like, 
if you are her patient, she will probably poison you a little bit to get what she wants out of you or make you dependent on her. She's just very, very creepy. And apparently Christina Ricci based her character on Edmund Kemper in Mindhunter, as well as Kathy Bates in Misery. So that's kind of how that's going. (laughs) She's so little and tiny and looks so innocent. And she likes to listen to show tunes a lot. But she is like gonna do some creepy stuff. So she's very good. And then there is a there is a coach, one of the assistant coaches survives the crash, Coach Ben, played by Steven Kruger. But in the crash, he, like his leg is completely crushed oh, by geez. the plane, and Misty has to amputate his oh. leg. So he is on crutches, and even though he is the adult, he's still extremely young. Like he reads like he's about 27 or something. And so they've got this authority figure, but he is like emotionally destroyed and physically not up to par and uh like he's still himself pretty young too so it's it's he's kind of like whatever y'all want to do it's like fine Jeez. and the other coach was killed in the crash but his two sons who were along as assistants have survived travis played by kevin alvis and javi played by luciano larue we don't see adult versions of them some things surrounding what happened to Travis as an adult, because he did survive the crash and he did get rescued, but some things happened to him that are the central first mystery of the first few episodes. Okay. There's some other people that we see as teens, but we don't see them as adults. So there's the question of, did they ever get rescued? Are there adult versions of them? It's all very hidden. But one of the things that happens early on is that Shauna in the present meets this guy, Adam, who she's in a very minor car accident with. And then she starts having a little affair with him. And there's a big question about who is this guy? What is his motive? And it's a little convenient that she keeps running into him at weird times. Mm -hmm. There's also some things that are sketchy about her husband. There's a sketchy, weird woman who's following all of them and asking them questions. They get mysterious postcards in the mail and mysterious text messages that seem to be blackmailing them. And it's all surrounded on what happened to them in the woods when they were teens. There are little flashbacks that are just short, tiny segments that make it seem like at some point they form some kind of weird ritualistic cult and they might be killing and eating each other. Oh my gosh. But it is totally unclear (laughs) and I have watched all of the season except for the finale, which starts this weekend as we're recording. So when this airs, the whole season one will be out. It has been renewed for season two. Okay. But some things that I like about it, it is weirdly funny. Like I, this sounds all very dark and mysterious and whatever, but there are moments of extreme dark humor. Um, All of these actresses, especially in their, their present day versions, have done a mix of comedy and drama as actresses. So you get this very snarky sense from them. They are all very embittered, but they deal with it in interesting ways. So the dialogue is very, very sharp and interesting and funny. In the past, those girls are also all extremely talented. We get a lot of interesting 90s alternative music throughout, especially by female musicians. So that is also really compelling for me, at least. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, it is cool. And the showrunners have clearly done a lot of research to make sure that everything is period appropriate without like knocking you over the head with it, you know, Mm -hmm. 
So it's, it's got that kind of Stranger Things sense of nostalgia for the flashback scenes. And it does have this kind of lost-esque mystery that we get little breadcrumbs about, but we don't see what actually happened. So there's kind of a, a mystery, horror, folk horror element to it. And there's just so many weird little symbols and illusions dropped in. Like Misty in the present day has this parrot that she's named Caligula. <laughs> and if you research the Roman emperor Caligula, like there's some cannibalism in, in his uh, history. And Great. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, well, and even Yellow Jackets is the name of their team. Mm -hmm. So their, their high school mascot was the Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jackets as insects practice weird weird hive behaviors, including at times cannibalism. So oh. like there's all this symbolism. It's not always subtle. Some of it is a little bit more subtle, but there's a lot of like also just like, hey, it's that person, veteran character actors showing up. Mm -hmm. This mysterious reporter is played by Rekha Sharma, who is best known as one of the Cylons on Battlestar Galactica. Okay. So it like, it's just... It's just got all these interesting layers and mm -hmm. both storylines that are parallel, the 1996 storyline and the 2021 storyline are running parallel and they're both very compelling and they're obviously intertwined. It's also the kind of show where things will happen, especially toward the very end of an episode and you're just like left with your jaw on the floor of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she just did that or whatever. Yeah. And like I said, there's just, there's moments of weird humor and sometimes various performers will really surprise me there is let's see the person who plays shauna's husband is very good oh okay yeah jeff is shauna's husband he's played by warren cole as an adult and jack deepu as a teen because he did date both jackie and shauna in high school okay he was jackie's boyfriend but shauna is having a little fling with him on the side and shauna has ended up marrying him and he starts out as kind of a drip but toward the end of the season there's some interesting things about him and the interesting other thing about warren cole is that he plays one of the dads on the wilds oh so yeah that's interesting <laughs> yeah he's gonna get typecast he is gonna get <laughs> as someone who's like close family member has been stranded <laughs> in a place. Yes, yes, yes. So I mean, I just oh, I'm trying to think what else I enjoy about it. It's just like it's so upsetting. It makes you think about like, could I really survive in that sort of situation? Yeah. You know the the interesting thing about being stuck on a on a deserted island is that the weather, except for like hurricanes, tropical storms, and things like that is in your favor usually, but you're stuck in like, it seems like it's like Northern Ontario away from any major um, city. Mm -hmm. So think about a Canadian winter, like a Northern Canadian wilderness winter, right? Like, what is that going to be like? Like it's, it's hazardous in a different way. So yeah. Wow. And it's just like, it's so female centric. Mm hmm. And they do some interesting things with a lot, except for Jeff, a lot of the male characters are sort of cast with actors that all kind of look alike, and they all are a little bit bland. Okay. Which makes you think, like, they're deliberately designed to be unimportant. Mm -hmm. The women are the ones who are really shining here, and it is truly their story. And it's a story of, 
like you can you can try to think about whether something supernatural is happening. There is one one of the teammates is having what she thinks are kind of divine visions, but she's also like off her schizophrenia medication. Okay. So like <laughs> you could you could take it as a uh, supernatural explanation for certain weird spooky things that happen, or you can mm-hmm. find a totally rational explanation. So it could be a show about processing adolescent trauma. Or it could be a show about processing the fact that there are creepy, mysterious, supernatural things in the world. So okay, <laughs> the fandom is kind of divided on whether they want it to be supernatural or not. Mm-hmm. And I think there's evidence for both. But there was, you know, like Lost had that element to it, too, where certain things are not really that explainable, except by means that we don't totally understand in the natural mm-hmm. world. So interesting i personally would like it to be supernatural but if it's not that's okay too yeah so cool okay there's a lot there (laughs) into the show yeah yeah okay so i don't have showtime which is why i haven't been watching it even though everyone has said good things about it but Mm -hmm. i i'm gonna try it out because i can get a free trial yes (laughs) and just binge it and we'll see yeah free trial it binge it you know, cancel it when your trial is over. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a lot of people's mindset right now. Okay. But I think it is it is very much up your alley. And I don't mean to spoil it too much or not spoil it enough. Like, mm-hmm. there's still a lot there that I have not talked about. So I think you'll still enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great because I, I've been watching these British shows that are, you know, eight to ten episodes. Mm-hmm. And... I've hit the end of Doctor Who, so I'm like, what do I do now? What do I watch now? So yeah. I'll give this a shot. Good. There cool. Go. Thank you. Yeah. But we both watched this series that's sort of similar to what you're saying, a little British show, mm-hmm. kind of a self-contained British mini series of eight episodes called Stay Close. But I think you liked it a little bit more than I did. So why don't you tell us I a little bit about did. Stay Close? Yeah. 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 So this is a Har- Harlan Coben project. He's a mystery writer, and he's he's gotten a lot of British adaptations of his novels recently. Um, we've talked about The Stranger before, mm-hmm. and there were a couple other ones that I can't remember the name of, but this is the new one. It just dropped on Netflix a couple weeks ago. It stars Kush Jumbo, whom we love from, mm-hmm. <laughs> from The Good Fight, yep. and she plays Megan Pierce who is a soccer mom. She's got three kids. She is engaged to Dave, who's played by Daniel Francis. And they have been together for 16 years, but they just haven't gotten married yet. So they just got engaged and they're excited about getting married. And as soon as all of these good things are happening, um, as she comes home from an ag- her hen night, as they say <laughs> in the UK. <laughs> yeah. She finds a mysterious card on her porch addressed to a Cassie and things get interesting because she has a mysterious past in which she was Cassie and not Megan. And that unfolds over the course of eight episodes. It also dovetails with a police investigation. So James Nesbitt plays Michael Broom and Joe Joyner plays his partner, Aaron Cartwright. And they are investigating a disappearance. But the very strange thing is, or at least Michael Broom thinks it's strange, that 17 years ago, someone disappeared on the same night. 
April 17th. So he is sort of in the mind of like, there's a pattern here. Let's go follow that. And his partner is kind of like, well, it's probably, you know, people just go missing. And let's just treat it like a normal missing persons case. But that dovetails with Megan's story a little bit. And let's let's see. I'm I'm trying to think of like how to connect all these without giving too much away. Yeah. Yeah. So she after she gets this card, she kind of goes and visits her past life again. Mm-hmm. And it turns out she ran away. 17 years ago and changed her name on the night that the original guy went missing. His name is Stuart Green. And she was involved with a man named Ray Levine, who's played by Richard Armitage. (laughs) My fave. (laughs) (laughs) Although he's, he's very different in this. He's sort of a washed up photographer and he hires himself out as a paparazzo So he's like one of his first jobs that you see him in is he's paparazziing a teenager's bar mitzvah or something. (laughs) And it's just like very sad. (laughs) Yeah. This is no Dwarf King Thorin Oakenshield. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. And he even looks a little like, like his hair is a little bit longer and... And he's got a lot of tattoos, and he dresses very casually, so he even looks like a little bit much different from his previous character in another Harlan Coben series, The Stranger. Yes. Where he was a lawyer. And she also, Megan also goes back to a club called Vipers, where she used to work, and meets up with her old boss, Lorraine Griggs, played by Sarah Parrish, who's very good. And... Lorraine gets her in touch with another old friend named Harry Sutton, who is a lawyer. He does a lot of pro bono work. He's played by Eddie Izzard, and he's got some drug problems uh, that get taken advantage of by certain people. Mm-hmm. And there's also sort of a mystery with Megan's daughter, Kaylee. So Kaylee and her friend B were kind of investigating Megan at one point because they were like, she's acting shady. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to go follow her. And they got got a little wrapped up in something and you don't really know what it is for a while. And I don't want to say really much more about that because it comes to an interesting and sad conclusion Uh and scary at times. Yes. And then... I do want to mention Barbie and Ken. Well, I I don't want to mention too much about them because okay. they are very interesting. And <laughs> this show is like it goes, it chugs along for a while as like this, you know, a little bit standard family-based procedural mystery. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere come Barbie and Ken. And I don't want to describe them. It's just like, I thought I was watching a different show for a minute. And... <laughs> You warned me. You messaged me like, there's this these people that show up and it's like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And you were not wrong. And I knew exactly who you meant when they showed up. And I was like, what on earth? Yes. It's very strange. I, there was something similar to this in one of James Nesbitt's older short series called Jekyll. There was an episode that just like was out of left field in that show. Okay. And that was like a, that was a Russell T. Davies thing, I think. 
Okay. So this was a similar left field thing that does sort of get a little bit better integrated as the series finishes. Mm -hmm. But I was like, what (laughs) on earth is happening? (laughs) And it was really cool, but I felt like it didn't really pay off as much as I hoped. So I'll just say that. I can see that. It's also very creepy at times. Yes. This this show gets creepier as it goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Way yeah. creepier. I thought it was effective in that way. Mm-hmm. Sorry that the storylines are sort of all over the place, but they do intertwine and they come together. And I don't want to spoil our listeners too much. But yeah. the reason I liked it was it's a very tight story. It's eight episodes. And I watched I watched like one or two a day. I would watch one during my break at work and then I'd come home and watch one. Mm-hmm. So I got it done in about a week. And I really like all the actors. I like everyone I mentioned, Kush Jumbo, Richard Armitage, Shara Parrish. They're all James Nesbitt. They're all very good. And I came to kind of care about their characters and became invested in their stories. And I do want to say that I don't know how much I want to say. (laughs) The end was a surprise. Yes. But I felt that it worked. I will say that's all I will say. (laughs) Okay. I thought the end was a surprise and I personally did not feel that it worked. (gasps) Interesting. Okay. We didn't talk about this before. we No, we didn't. (laughs) I don't want to say why. Like, yeah, we can talk about it later. (laughs) We'll talk about that off. off. So yeah, it was, that was a jaw dropping last couple episodes. Mm -hmm. Episodes seven and eight were like, I was creeped out beyond belief and very, shocked Mm -hmm. so yeah this is one of those that like it gets better and weirder as it goes as you said all the actors are fantastic kush jumbo james nesbitt and richard armitage are especially all very good eddie izzard didn't have quite enough to do Mm -hmm. i'm big eddie izzard fan so that was a little bit disappointing what was there was was really good Mm -hmm. barbie and ken were a high point yeah Stylistically, it was a little bit safe was the other Coben Netflix series that I watched. And that was probably the most like a traditional mystery. It wasn't really that surprising. It was no left field weirdness. The Stranger got a little bit more surprising. This one took so many weird turns. So (laughs) they're getting they're getting weirder. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, if you've liked the other Harlan Coben stuff, I think you would like this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can see how the end would be polarizing yeah and some people would like it and some people would not like it one thing i want i really wanted to mention which is so silly is the the intro credits there's like this slow version of but sassy version of you don't own me (laughs) and i don't know i just really liked it like a lot of times i skip the intro but every episode i was like no i'm gonna watch it I watched it a couple times more than usual, too. It did, yeah, I did like that. I will say that that kind of gives you a clue to the fact that there is a small, I wouldn't say it's significant, there's a small feminist sensibility about this mm-hmm. series. Yes. With some of the themes. And I think that the title is interesting because I think it refers to multiple things that can be taken either very positively in a nurturing loving way or very negatively in a creepy stalker way yes so and the the use of that particular theme song was not accidental i want to also give a tiny shout out to the fact that 
Nesbitt and Joyner as Broom and Cartwright. They're detective partners, but it comes out very early that they're also ex-spouses. Yeah. And their their relationship is actually a nice bit of bright levity in this kind of dark at times series. Yes, I enjoyed them a lot. Yes, they, they worked very well together. It was realistic. And it was like, at times I felt like, well, that's how divorce should be. You should be able to still, but then they would like needle each other a little bit, which was also <laughs> kind of funny. So yeah, I would like to see them spin off into their own little ongoing series because I thought they were really good. Yeah, I think that could definitely be a possibility. I was going to, I haven't looked yet, but I was going to look and see if the book was like one of a series, if they've done more with Broom and Cartwright, but I'll let you know. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. And I think Harlan Coben stuff on Netflix, I'm just, that's just going to be like an automatic I'm at least going to watch the first episode and see see what I like. And then the first episode gets you invested in the story and you're like, okay, I got to find out what happened. Yeah. Well, in addition to Safe and The Stranger, he actually has three more, but the other three, one of them is in Polish, one of them is in Spanish, and one of them is in French. Okay. But they are all available on Netflix. You just have to decide if you're willing to, you know, watch some international versions. Yeah. So. There was another one in English. Oh that i can't remember the name of oh the five it's called the five and oh yeah i think that was the first one and it was 10 episodes and we were both like yeah it could have been shorter and then all the other ones have been like eight episodes (laughs) that's right i don't think i finished the five i think i started it and was like this pace is not working for me all right but, you know, it reminded me of The Sister, which was on Hulu, not Netflix, and was not a Harlan Coven, but we liked that. And it mm-hmm. this series was a lot more like that, in my opinion. Okay. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mysterious backgrounds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If anyone has more Harlan Coben-esque, short, six to eight episode mystery shows that's my jam so yeah send them our way let us know i think we'll dig them for sure yeah but while i watch things like stay close i like to fiddle with some miniatures and kits and things <laughs> this doesn't really segue into yours as much your hobby no, as much that's okay although do you wear a certain part pair of headphones when you watch netflix no i just no. i just i have it play out loud no we can okay. get to mine in a minute let's okay. talk about you've got this really fun hobby about your miniature building and painting and kit making so tell me about that okay yeah i like to fiddle with my hands my therapist calls them grounding activities <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm one of those people who sort of always needs something to be doing while I'm watching TV. Mm -hmm. And I have found over the years a few different kinds of like these kits that you can build things. And it's kind of funny because I came to my parents this weekend and my mom, without even asking me, she's pulled out all these like paper nights that I made at one point. I think while I was in grad school Um, and there's a dragon as well. But I like to put things together. (laughs) (laughs) Recently, for Christmas, I got this laser-cut wooden kit of a Victorian lantern. 
So I put that all together and there's a music box in the bottom that I think I tightened too much because it doesn't work that well. (laughs) (laughs) And then it is an actual lantern. You could turn the light off. Oh, neat. So that was that was fun. That took I did that while I was watching Station Eleven and (laughs) Wheel of Time with my friend and she was cross stitching and I was building this lantern. (laughs) And Sometimes I'll do Legos. I prefer Star Wars Legos because I love Star Wars. I also have done these little metal kits, like I told you about my suit of armor. Mm-hmm. And I finished that. And I just I actually took a trip to, we have a couple craft stores in Worcester. So I, I took a trip around those and I picked up some new kits. I got a couple metal ones. One's a BB-8. Oh. One is a, a World War One airplane. Ooh. And, oh, oh, I got a dragon as well. Cool. And I picked up a model rocket. I was a big model rocket fan as a kid. Oh. <laughs> I haven't done one in a while. And uh, Leonardo da Vinci trebuchet, I think. Oh. I don't know how long that's going to take, but <laughs> I like to do... So sometimes I get a little self-conscious because I don't like to just build things on my own. I like to follow directions and I feel like that makes me less creative or something. But the comfort of having a kit and following directions is just like, I don't have to use that much brain power on it. It's just sort of mostly my hands. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's something about just like putting things together and seeing it progress and then in like 10 or 12 hours you've got a new little toy or whatever that's really cool that's really comforting and it makes me feel a little bit you know less lazy when i'm watching tv (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's relatable i i will i'm not doing as much lately because the cats make it harder but I like to knit while watching TV mm-hmm. or knit while reading an ebook if I can set it up right. Oh, wow. <laughs> or knit while listening to an audio or podcast or something. Yeah. And I'm not making up my own knitting patterns. I'm just following, you know, a pattern that I found or that came with my That's true. yarn. So I think it's a similar, you know, crafting or, you know, cooking. I don't make up my own recipes, you know. Yeah. So I think it's it can still be creative and satisfying and speaks to a need to move from the abstract to the physical. And I think that's great. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And we did mention miniatures. I do that a little bit. I'm still sort of getting into it. Mm -hmm. I've got some D&D minis and I painted an orc character, but I have trouble with things that are very, very small. (laughs) So... The painting is a little harder and more intense than just like fitting pieces of wood together. <laughs> yeah, I I have some miniatures packed away somewhere and I've never painted them because I feel like I don't have a steady hand. And mm-hmm. the people who get really into that, we have some friends who, who do that. But like, you know, you're talking like magnifying glasses and tiny little brushes and it's like, I don't, and you need a lot more attention focused on it than yeah what you're doing. So yeah, it's a lot. But that's that's what I like to do. Yeah, and you like to collect headphones. No, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's not okay. I have 
I'm an audiophile. I love to listen to music. I love to listen to podcasts. I love to listen to audiobooks. Okay. And I do a lot of different types of activities. And obviously, being a podcaster, you need really good headphones, too, for that. Mm -hmm. And I also have my ears are shaped in such a way that earbuds I have I would love to have earbuds or airpods work for me but they do not I have okay. tried multiple types I've tried the type that come with an iPhone not the full on fancy ones but just like your basic earbuds I've tried little off brand ones that are differently shaped I would love to get those to work and I used to podcast with an earbud I would just leave one in one ear and that way I could still hear myself and that like, I would literally have to sit there and hold it in my ear for it to stay in. It oh, just geez. wouldn't stay in. My ears are very small. Yeah. And I also like to jog and walk and run. So I, those would just fall right out of my head. So mm -hmm. um, that's no good. So I've been for years on like a search for like, all right, I need different headphones for different purposes. I need them to be comfortable. I would like for them to be wireless. I would like, you know, all these things. And I do not have one set that does everything I need. So I have <laughs> yeah. these currently four different pairs of, of not unhigh-end headphones because I am so <laughs> picky. It's also a case where, like, I'll use a type for a while. I'll find it does not meet my needs. And that gets given to my husband because okay. I'm like, here, here's some earbuds. Here's another pair of earbuds. I <laughs> I can make work. So he's reaping the benefits of my pickiness. Nice. So I got this for podcasting. I ended up getting this like pretty decent pair of DJ quality headphones from a company called Maono. Okay. And they are great. They seal in the sound. I can set it up so that I can hear myself. And the other cool thing about them is that because they're designed for a DJ, one of the, the, they call them cans, the actual muffs that go over your ears, is designed to be able to flip up so that you can hear the ambience if you need to like still be listening to what you're listening to, but also hear outside sounds. Cool. And I haven't really used that function too much, but it's nice that it's there. So if anybody listening is a, an amateur or professional disc jockey, I recommend these. The problem with them is that they are not wireless. Okay. So when I'm podcasting, I am tethered by this little coily cord to my computer. And it's that's fine. There's also no microphone. So I use an external microphone. So if you wanted to use these with your phone, you can't use them with making calls or receiving calls or anything. And you are then tethered to your device. Okay. So for that standpoint... They're really only good for like when you've got some kind of rig and you're set up and you're plugged in and you're okay with not being mobile. So using these for a while and also using them for casual music listening, I was like, I would love to be able to like use these to listen to music during my work day and, and yet also get up and be free and move. Mm -hmm. So for Christmas, I got a pair of headphones from a company called No, K-N-O-W, and their headphones are called Calm, C-A-L-M. Okay. And they come in cute colors. They look a little bit like Beats by Dre. Um, and they are Bluetooth. And they are designed specifically to allow for all day listening. So the there's like a padded headband. The cans are padded on the inside. The volume is adjusted so that it can provide the most comfortable like mid-range tones. And so music sounds really good. And 
you can't really sleep with them because they're pretty bulky, but they also have high level noise canceling. So if you put those puppies on, you are in your own little world. You're very like insulated from all sound elsewhere. Okay. But if you put your hand on the right can, it'll automatically lower the volume in that side. So if you need to hear oh. like if somebody's, if you see that someone's suddenly talking to you, you can just cover that can and hear them without pausing uh, your music. Oh, cool. And they've got touch controls also on the right can. So you, if you swipe it, you can turn the volume up or down. You, if you tap it, you can pause. And then you can do that pass-through thing, which is really cool. And um, they're just really soft and comfortable. And the charge lasts for like 24 full hours. So nice. I really only have been charging them like um, maybe once or twice a week. But I can listen all day and it stays pretty uh, full. I'm not as super enamored of them as I hoped because you can't pair them with more than one device Mm. so like i wanted to be able to pair them with my phone or my computer and i can only keep it paired to one so i keep it on my phone which is fine but then they're so bulky like even though they're very comfortable they're bulky so i can't use them for running so i have a smaller pair (laughs) of bluetooth headphones from soundbot that go over the ears but they're lower profile they'll fit with sunglasses and they're Bluetooth, but they're tiny, and you you can still hear around you. Okay. And those were really cheap, and that's just what I use for running. But then I have another pair from Bedphones <laughs> that I use for sleeping because they're flat and small, and you can still hear. But if you're sleeping on your side, they don't cram into your head. Okay. So, oh, <laughs> this is like a problem. And I, you know what? No. Even even with all that, I'm always like. There's still one pair that would do it all. Right? There's like the, the the holy grail pair that would do everything that I need them to. I think that's unrealistic. I think maybe a little bit. A little bit. But like, I mean, I'm trying to think. Like I listen to, I have a long commute, so I listen to a lot of podcasts. I work from home a lot, so I listen to a lot of music during my work day. If I, if I have insomnia, sometimes listening to a sleep story is helpful mm-hmm. and then doing podcasting and other audio things uh, where you've got to make sure that you can hear really well so it's I don't know I, I like all these ones that I'm recommending mm-hmm. so if you want something that's really good for comfortable long listening the no calm they're not cheap but they are they are pretty darn good okay. so I do like them a lot and they do have a microphone in them that's only really good for like the quality of making and receiving a phone call but it's that's a nice little extra feature yeah so cool yeah let me ask you a question yeah have you tried bone conduction headphones (sighs) i've been very tempted by that no i think those would probably be the best for like if my sound bots if i decided i wasn't happy with those i think they would be good for running Mm mm-hmm but yeah, I've heard good things. Do you have a pair? I don't, but one of the students okay. at work does. And I thought it was interesting. First of all, it's just a cool way that it works. Mm-hmm. And then two, it doesn't cover your ears. So yeah, if you're running or something, you could still hear Yeah, if people are coming behind you or something. Right. And so for those reasons, I have thought about it. There's some that are built into sunglasses. I think oh. Ray-Bans makes a version. So you could just have your sunglasses on and no wow. extra thing. That would be so cool for running. That would be cool. Yeah. I also, I forgot that I also have a Bluetooth beanie. Oh. <laughs> I, have a, I have a little winter hat 
that has little headphones built into the sides. It just looks like a normal knit cap, mm-hmm. but you do. It does have little tiny headphones. And I used that especially when I had, when I was at grad school and I had a long walk between my apartment and campus yeah. and it was cold and it was perfect because then you don't have this extra set of headphones. Yeah. But I don't use those very much, I will say. Okay. That reminds me, my sister like 10 years ago gave me for Christmas earmuffs with built-in headphones. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Which were pretty cool. I wore them a lot when I was like shoveling the driveway. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. 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 I think if I had more more oomph to my fitness regime, they would be great for <laughs> cold weather <laughs> excursions. But Well, I'm very happy for you and all of your headphones. <laughs> <laughs> If any listeners have, like, what is your holy grail headphones and why? I also think they should really work harder to invent. Like, there are earbuds that are custom made and stuff Mm -hmm. that you can actually get a little mold built or they're supposed to be better. But I also kind of sometimes don't want something shoved in my ear canal. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, it doesn't feel super healthy for your ears. So I would rather have, like, something over the ear, but it does make it bulkier. Yeah. So... Yeah. Someday. Yeah, someday. <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll design some. Okay. Oh, maybe ooh, Bluetooth COVID masks that do bone conduction. Okay. So you've... Yeah. Go, <laughs> well, go ahead and figure that out. I will. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get back in a in a more normal phase next week. <laughs> we're gonna talk about the new Netflix series Archive eighty one. The current season of Doctor Who and the MCU film The Eternals. Our theme music is by Joseph McDade. You can find me on Twitter at KW Taylor Writer. And me at Kara Gessner. And you can find the show on Twitter at Pause Pop Podcast. If you want to email us, you can do that at positivelypopculture at gmail.com. You can also find the show's website at positivelypopculture.com. And from there, you can find the link to the merch store. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Stay healthy and safe and join us next time for another episode of Pause Pop. Pause Pop.